This podcast is a love letter to my VAs, OBMs, and PMs out there. I see you. You started your business for the freedom. You started your business for your family. You started your business for a million other reasons that only you know. But you're stuck and you're struggling. Well, no more. Get ready to move. Get ready to grow and learn together. We're here to work through the tech, work through the growing pains, and work towards a business that you can fall in love with over and over again. See that woman over there who's running it like a boss? Let's go ask her how she did that. Hey, hey there, and welcome back to the How She Did That podcast, and Happy New Year. Honestly, I don't even know where to begin. 2023 was quite the doozy of a year for a lot of us, myself included, and our company included, and I am just ready to leave all of that behind and step into a better year. So if that's your story too, just know that you're not alone and we are all in this together, just like they said in High School Musical. (laughs) So before we get to the podcast, I want to share with you the things that I'm excited about for this year, both personally and professionally. So on the personal side, my husband, Scott, retires in March, just three months away after 25 years of service in the United States Air Force. He's currently studying to become a mediator, and he is just so excited to no longer have to wear a uniform to work every day, even though his uniform is basically a super comfy army green onesie. I mean, can you complain with that? (laughs) We have a ton of travel planned, including a retirement celebration trip to Greece with our daughters, Grace and Meredith, and so much more travel. Oh, and we're also headed before that to Sedona, Arizona for Valentine's Day weekend. We found this insanely gorgeous resort with glass-enclosed casitas that have rooftop fire pits. OMG. My description won't even do it justice, so I'll just post pictures of it on Instagram. (laughs) And I'm also going to start dancing um, in weekly dance classes once again. I am so excited to get back into dance. You, most of you know that dance is my first true love and I cannot wait. And I've also decided to try cooking one new recipe per week. So for a while now, probably two, maybe going on three years, DoorDash and I have been on a first name basis. And I realized I needed to make a change when last month I totaled my DoorDash spending And I literally could have paid my car payment a second time with the amount that I spent on DoorDash. And the worst part of it is that Scott orders DoorDash too, half of the time. So the actual spending amount was probably double that, double what I calculated. So yeah, we're going to start cooking at home way more often. Okay, on to what I am excited about on the business side. My team is rocking and rolling, and I feel like we are in such a really solid space when it comes to our team. Most of our team members have been with the company for at least two years now, and it really shows in how we're working together, how we're communicating. It just feels so good and so seamless. This year, I'm also excited to have already started to welcome new members into the agency ThriveMind, which is my six-month one-on-one and group coaching program for agency owners. And next month, we kick off my brand spanking new program, Expansive. So Expansive is specifically for more seasoned and experienced agency owners who are already past the six-figure mark and are ready for additional growth, more impact, and more diversifying of their income. Expansive is part mastermind and part strategic consulting, and I'm intentionally keeping it a small group with a maximum of 10 women because it includes bi-weekly mastermind sessions, quarterly one-on-one strategic planning sessions with me, Voxer access to me, and even in-person retreats. 
So if that sounds like something you might be interested in, head on over to TashaBooth.com forward slash expansive for more information or send me a DM on Instagram. I am more than happy to answer any questions that you have, of course. Honestly, there's so much more that I want to tell you about what I'm excited about, like getting back to some one-on-one coaching opportunities specifically for service-based business owners who are not agency owners and the new offers inside of the shop. But I know we got to get to the episode. So if you're interested in any of that, just head on over to TashaBooth.com and browse around, shall you? Yes, yes. (laughs) Oh, okay. One more thing. And I promise this is the last thing. I cannot not mention this year's live events. We are down to just one spot left for the Call to Clarity Retreat, which is happening October 3rd through the 6th in Phoenix, Arizona. And we are rocking and rolling with ticket sales for Agency Live, my live conference for women agency owners happening October 15th through the 17th in my hometown, Albuquerque, New Mexico. I cannot wait for both. So head to TashaBooth.com forward slash call to clarity to grab that last spot for the Call to Clarity Retreat or TashaBooth.com forward slash agency live to snag a ticket to agency live. And with that, let us head into today's episode. Well, we are starting the year by talking about the three things that smart agency owners are prioritizing in 2024. So like I said in my intro, 2023 might have been a doozy of a year for you. And One of the things that I think I sometimes fall into is feeling like I have to overdo things um, in order to kind of make up for lost ground or lost time if a year or a quarter or something doesn't go as well as I had hoped it would. So I know that that feels like a great strategy, but I really want you to think in terms of when you focus on everything, you are focusing on nothing. Really thinking in terms of wanting to prioritize what is going to move the needle forward in the best way for you and what your core goals are and what you need to do in each one of the buckets, the three buckets that we're going to talk about in order to move things forward for you in the best way possible. So that means not overworking, not burning yourself out in the first couple weeks of the year, but really being intentional about what you are working towards and what you're working on. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's start off with talking about profitability. This is the first of the three things that smart agency owners are prioritizing in 2024. So I know that a lot of businesses that I've been talking to have kind of started downsizing things in some ways. Either they've downsized their team or they even maybe have downsized their service offerings. Some I know have gone back to being solopreneurs or even gone back to corporate. And I think that figuring out what works best for you is always the best thing to do. However, what I see in a lot of these scenarios is a lack of attention to profitability within business. And when we don't pay attention to profitability long enough, it's going to catch up with us and all of a sudden we have some major cash flow issues. So when we're thinking about profitability, there are four key areas that I want you to focus on. Number one is not overpaying for team. Now, before you come at me with pitchforks, <laughs> remember that I am one of the people who advocates the strongest on paying your team well and equitably, right? I believe in paying for the role and not the region. And I think that that still is so super important if you want to be an ethical and equitable business owner like I know you do. However, with that comes the responsibility of knowing how much you can actually afford. And so I think it's really important to make sure that you are consistently 
looking at your service offerings and making sure that you're not overpaying team for what is being offered in each one of your packages and that you're not overpaying team for the roles and the responsibilities that they are doing within your business. Now, this is especially true when it comes to agencies. A lot of times when people start Agency ThriveMind, if they already have team members, I look at what they're paying their team members and they're paying their team members as if they were, as if those team members were a contractor working within their own personal business, doing all the marketing, doing all of the onboarding, all of those things that the agency owner is actually the one doing. So when we're paying our team, we have to remember that they are subcontractors, right? That they are not responsible for things like marketing and lead generation and sales. You as the agency owner are the one that is responsible for that. And that is a lot of what they end up putting into their pricing and their packaging um, when, when they are working with clients solo, right? So what we want to make sure that we're doing is paying them as subcontractors and not paying them their full contractor rate. Now, I'm not going to go fully into this, but usually that's 50 to 60% of what they would be um, if they were being paid their full contractor rate. So for example, if their normal contractor rate is $50 an hour, you might be paying them $25 to $35 an hour. We want to make sure that we're not overpaying because when we are overpaying, we no longer have any margin for any of our overhead expenses, for any internal support team members, for paying yourself, any of those things. So yes, we want to be ethical and equitable in terms of how we pay our team, but we also need to treat our business like a business and be smart about how we're using our resources and where our money is going so that we can keep being a business. The second thing about profitability is staying on top of your business expenses. I like to go through with Kara, our director of operations, once a quarter, we go through our expenses and we look at, have we actually used this platform enough to make it make sense, right? Do we need to move from one tier to a different tier? Do we need to downgrade and not pay as much for the platform that we're paying for? I have done this year after year, quarter after quarter, and almost every single quarter, we find between $500 and $1,000 more per year that we can get rid of. You want to make sure that you're looking for redundancies within your tech stack, and if there are redundancies, get rid of them. There are tech stacks that are coming out with new and better features every single day, and so don't assume just because one of the platforms that you were using didn't have that specific need before that they know that they don't have it six months from now. Really look into what you're using, what you're not using, and make sure that it makes financial sense for you. Number three is making sure your service offerings are priced accordingly. This goes with your team payments, right? And so one of the first things I have people do inside of Agency ThriveMind is once they have their service offerings down for their agency and they figured out their pricing or they think they've figured out their pricing, the next thing that we do is a team cost analysis. And that team cost analysis is really going to open your eyes to how much it's actually costing you to run that service. If all if it was just run by your team members, you weren't responsible for any of the implementation parts of that service. When you do that, you're able to see, okay, do I have enough margin for paying things like my taxes, my overhead expenses, paying for my internal team, paying my, my own salary? All of those parts are so important to make sure that your service offerings make sense and create the profitability that you need in order to not just pay your team, but to pay for all of the other things involved in running a successful business. 
So making sure that your service offerings are in line and appropriate for the level of service that you are offering. Now, the other thing with this is just inflation. <laughs> inflation has been crazy over the last couple of years. And so if you still have the same prices on your website that you had two years ago, you are probably not priced accordingly or appropriately anymore. And that's probably why you're wondering, why isn't my money going as far, right? I went to the grocery store the other day and every single time actually, any, every single time I go into the grocery store, I am flabbergasted by how much bread costs. Like bread specifically, I don't know why it's the thing that drives me crazy the most, but the fact that like I used to pay $3 for this loaf of bread and I'm now paying between $5.99 and $7.99 for the exact same loaf of bread, mind boggling to me, right? And so if you have the same prices as you did before, your team probably is charging you more than they did two years ago. And the grocery store is definitely charging you more than they did two years ago. So your money isn't going as far. So I want you to every six months, a six months maximum or minimum, you are going to be looking at your pricing and making sure that you are staying in the same amount that inflation is, if not a little bit higher, so that you can make sure that your money is going as far as it was before. And then the last thing within the profitability bucket is reconciling your numbers on a regular basis. I know I say it all the time to my listeners and to everybody in my community that I get that money and numbers can be scary. They can be overwhelming. We put a lot of feelings of worth into it, of I did this wrong or I am wrong because I'm, you know, I maybe wasn't as good of a steward with my money as I should have been. And we need to let that go and just let numbers be a data point. And when we allow numbers to be a data point, they start showing and telling a story about what's working and what's not working. And then we're able to eliminate the shame and the guilt over them and let them work for us. So when I talk about reconciling your numbers on a regular basis, I'm talking about weekly. Because the reality is if you wait until the end of the month to find out if you made your goal for the month or not, it's too late by that point. You can't do anything about it. You're looking at only the um, historical data at that point, right? So we wanna get past looking at the historical data and really be proactive about our numbers. Right now, our team looks at our numbers every single week. Anytime we're doing our leadership team meeting, we are diving into the numbers. I also look at it during my CEO day, which is on Fridays. I make sure that our cash flow projections are updated so I know exactly where we are and exactly where we want to be in terms of making the money that we wanna make within our business. Okay, let's move on to number two, visibility and collaboration. I believe that visibility and collaboration are going to be the name of the game in 2024. If people do not know that you and your business exist, they cannot hire you. You do not have a business that has lifeblood, that has longevity. If you are putting your head in the sand and not sharing who you are, what you do, and who you serve. So can we just decide collectively that 2024 is going to be the year that we prioritize visibility and with that visibility, the reason I made visibility and collaboration go together, and originally I was going to talk about this separately, but they really do go hand in hand. Because especially as service providers, we often don't have humongous lists, and that's okay, right? If you don't have an email list at all, this is not me telling you to go out and drop everything else to create an email list. <laughs> but what I am telling you 
is the fact that you're going to need to collaborate with other service providers, with other people with inside of your industry in order to be able to signal boost and to share to a greater audience about who you are, what you do, and who you serve. And when you get more people knowing all of that about you, it's just a numbers game in terms of you have more of a probability of getting more clients. It just makes sense. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about some of the opportunities for visibility and collaboration. So when it comes to collaboration, something like an Instagram stories, doing Instagram stories or an Instagram live with other service providers and really kind of sharing your expertise. I did this with a couple service providers last year. And first of all, it was just so much fun. It was great to get to nerd out and to riff off of topics that our industry cares about and that nobody else cares about. <laughs> and just to have those conversations and realize that we're not so different after all, right? that we're all experiencing some of the same difficulties, that we've all come from similar places in our business, that we're all trying the best that we can. And so having the opportunity to connect with other service providers, to have conversations with them in something like a Facebook Live or an Instagram Live is a great opportunity to collaborate. Another one that I've tried uh, in 2023, and I'm going to continue doing this here, are email swaps. This one worked so well for a couple of my launches, and I also did it for the Launch Guild side, for the agency side. So you can do it whether you are doing it for maybe a digital product that you are launching or for the agency side of your business. And these email swaps where I would send an email out and talk about the person's freebie or some some upcoming masterclass or workshop or something that they had coming up. And then a couple of days later or a couple of days before, they would do the same thing for a freebie of mine or for a workshop. And we just kind of like tag teamed on each other's audiences to introduce ourselves to each other's audiences. And it was a great opportunity to get more people on my list, more people with inside of my communities and my, my on my Instagram and my social media. The next thing is Instagram story or Instagram uh, takeover swaps. So what you can do with that is I really like the Instagram takeover swap, but I'll tell you about both of them. So Instagram story swap could be something where the person does a talking head story, um, and introduces themselves and says, Hey, you know, my name, let's just use the word name, Amanda. Hey, my name is Amanda. Tasha invited me onto her channel just to introduce myself and to tell you a little bit about who we are and what we do in our business, yada, yada. Here's how you can connect with me if you're looking for XYZ service. We would love to talk to you about how we can support you, right? And then I would do the same thing and Amanda would post it in her stories um, for IG. The other thing that you can do is an actual Instagram stories takeover. So that is one that's a full day where this fictional character that I've made up, Amanda, would take over my Instagram stories for the entire day. And she would post about maybe her morning routine and what her business looks like, how she started, all of those things. Always, she would always start with introducing herself and sharing that, you know, she is doing an Instagram takeover so that it makes sense for your audience. And then from there, she would just share about her whole day, some of her service offerings, answer questions, those sorts of things. And then maybe a week or two later, you would do the same thing on her Instagram. So I really love that I've done it for a theater that I was a part of. I've done it for other course creators. I haven't done it for other agency owners, but I'm going to try it this year because I'm really excited about that. The other thing, and this is more of a general tip, is making sure that you have a strong referral network. Now, I've heard from several people that we are all Zoom coffee chatted out, and I totally get that. But that does not mean that we stop networking. 
If you don't want to do Zoom coffee chats anymore, that's fine, but you have to find another way to connect with other service providers. Now, because most, if not all of us, have primarily online businesses, Zoom coffee chats are still the easiest way to do that, right? But you can also infuse things like live events. Um, I love the fact that so many of the women who came to Agency Live, so many of the women who came to call the Clarity Retreat last year, they are now such good friends. They meet for Zoom coffee chats. They share each other's stuff when things come up. And it's just so fun and beautiful to see that the collaboration continues. And that referral network is going to be so super important because you can't be all things to every single client. There are going to be clients that reach out to you for services that you don't offer and you being able to say, you know what, I don't offer this, but I know Su Susie Q over here, she does a fantastic job of that. And then when Susie Q has a client who she can't offer or she doesn't offer what they're looking for, she will do the same thing for you. So making sure that your referral networks stay nice and strong. And don't forget, don't just reach out to that referral partner once or twice um, and only do a coffee chat once or twice. Make sure that you're catching up with them, sending them a DM on Instagram or sending them an email or a Voxer message or whatever and catching up with them and seeing how things are going and what they have on the horizon so that you can keep up and make sure that they stay top of mind for you and you're staying top of mind for them. And then my last point about visibility and collaboration for 2024 is making sure that you're trying marketing strategies that you haven't tried before. So I'm going to challenge you right here, right now to do something that you've been afraid of doing or that you haven't even maybe even considered or thought about doing for your business when it comes to marketing and visibility in 2024. So some of that can be maybe podcast guesting, being a um, guest on a summit, on somebody's summit, or being a guest expert in somebody's uh, mastermind group or Facebook group or something like that. This is all about making sure that we are signal boosting, like I said before, and getting our names out into communities that haven't heard about us before. I want to be super duper honest and say that I did not do a good job of this last year. And I think that it was one of the reasons why our revenue was down last year. And I, I think part of it was just, I really needed a year where I just took a break and coasted. And that definitely showed in our visibility strategy or lack of visibility strategy. And then of course, in our revenue as well, cause it trickles down. And so one of the things that I am being very intentional about this year is getting on more podcasts, is being a guest, um, guest expert in people's communities and groups, and is sharing my heart and my story and my love for service-based business owners and for agency owners in general. So I think that even if you haven't tried some of these strategies before, trying them in even smaller communities and just making sure that you are good, stepping out of the box every once in a while is going to be super helpful for you. Okay, we are almost done. Let's wrap it up by talking about our third thing that smart agency owners are prioritizing this year, and that is diversifying the way that clients can work with you. So I was really surprised and shocked um, until I thought about it more. So I'm going to share this whole story, but I was surprised and shocked at first. We started getting so many consultations for VIP days 
in the end, I was going to say the end of quarter three, all through quarter four. And we sold more VIP days in quarter three and quarter four than we had all of last year, all of 2022. We sold more in, of in 2023. Now, I think that that's an indication of the fact that people still needed support and they still need help, but they may not be ready for our $15,000 thing, right? For our signature full service launch management support package. And so by us having another option for them in that VIP day, our VIP days range from, I believe it's 2,500 to 3,500 ish. So being able to provide them a smaller opportunity to work with us, to see how working with us goes, we were able to get those clients that weren't ready for our full service launch support package, but were ready for some sort of support. So as you're thinking about those services, I want you to think in terms of small, medium, and large bites that you can offer your clients within your agency. Now, here is the thing I want you to hear. This is not about creating all new services or doing something that you and your team are not already doing. This is about taking pieces of maybe your signature service and pulling them out and giving people opportunity to work with you on a smaller, more limited basis right? Sometimes we hear this and we're like, oh, I got to change up all of my service offerings. No, that's not what we're doing. We have, for so for example, with the Launch Guild, we have our signature service that includes everything from strategy to launch management to all of the deliverables, creating all the deliverables, all the things, right? And so our VIP days are segments of that. One of our VIP days is just the design. Another one is just the tech. Another one is just the strategy. So it supports people in a smaller way, but in a way that is accessible to them in the moment. Really think about how can you create those stepping stones so that people can move up and work with you on a larger and larger basis, but not necessarily only have one option for working with you. This also does not mean that you have to have a package that's like $100, right? There needs to be a minimum base. Like people have to have at least $3,000 to work with us in any capacity, right? We're not going to have something that is $200 and $200 only because then it becomes a, it takes away the attention from all of our other things that we're working on and all of our other clients. It becomes a distraction instead of something that's adding actual value. The last thing that I want to remind you of with diversifying ways that your clients can work with you is to remember to have a testimonial and follow-up strategy. Now, when we're looking at this kind of value ladder in terms of clients working with us on a smaller basis and then on a medium basis and then a larger basis, that means that it's our responsibility to check in with those clients, see how they're doing, see what their needs are, and follow up with them and help them move through that small, medium, large bite journey. We can't do that if we say, thanks so much for being a client, and that's the last they hear from us, right? So really thinking in terms of getting those testimonials and getting some feedback, and then also putting it in your calendar to follow up every few months with those clients and saying, hey, we loved working with you before, and we'd love to continue working with you. Let's hop on a call and talk about how we can support you in a bigger and better way. I hope this was super helpful. Don't forget that when you are thinking about 2024 and what to prioritize, you're going to be thinking in terms of that profitability, visibility, and collaboration and diversifying ways clients can work with you buckets. And this is going to get you to your goals in a way that is most impactful without overwhelming, without burning you out and burning you down. I cannot wait to see how amazing 2024 is for your business. 
Feeling lost when it comes to how to even begin consistently marketing your business and bringing in solid leads? Maybe you've realized that for far too long, you've just been sitting back and waiting for the referrals to roll in, and that's just not enough anymore. If that's you, then check out my free Pipeline on Point mini marketing challenge. I'm giving you easy ways to get back in front of your audience and start building consistency in your marketing. It's the first step to building a marketing, lead generation, and sales ecosystem that brings in the right clients on a regular basis, and that means more profitability for you and your business. Check out the free marketing mini challenge at TashaBooth.com forward slash pipeline. That's TashaBooth.com forward slash pipeline.